Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Hello and welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. Today we are going to be talking about the big news we got last month um, when Joey B told us that student loans, there's going to be some student loan forgiveness. So we're going to dive into that today. We're going to talk about uh, what it means and just break down some of the barriers because here's here's the deal and here's my goal that by the end of this podcast is that you feel confident in, in kind of knowing what next steps are and um, that there's not any like, oh my gosh, what if I'm doing something wrong? What if I, you know, mess it up and don't get this? Or how do I know about this? Or what about these things and whatever else? So first up, let's talk um, logistics. There's still a lot that hasn't been um, told to us yet, okay? So there's a couple different pieces of student loan forgiveness slash student loan updates in general that we've now gotten um, info about, okay? So we're gonna kind of break it down. So the first piece of information that we got um, that Joe Biden told us in his announcement uh, like a week ago or week and a half ago, is that federal student loans, qualifying federal student loans will continue to be on um, payment pause through the end of December. Now, that is, we've seen this up until this point. We've seen this since whenever the first one was, payments have been on pause, interest rate has been zero. So that is just another extension. Okay, so that's the first thing. Uh, you know, you're likely familiar if you have federal loans, you're likely familiar what that looks like in your account because that's how it's been for the last like two years. Okay. Um, and what's really exciting is that if you are, um, if you've been a listener of the deeper the money podcast, if I had a cute little time machine and I could go back in time and give you different advice, I wouldn't. I would not. I would give you the same freaking advice that I have been giving to you this entire time. And honestly, I'll be honest, it feels good, right? It feels good. Um, Because up until this point, what I have reiterated is number one, instead of making payments on your federal student loans that are at 0% and no payment is due, instead of making those payments, you have a couple options. Number one, you can use this time to focus on, instead of having that payment due, be getting ahead in other areas of your life. Making sure you have an emergency fund. An emergency fund is savings set aside in a high-yield savings account. Again, I have a free, I have a podcast episode about high-yield savings accounts. I have a free 
training where I show you how to open up a high yield savings account. So check that out because I'm not going to like go too far into that. I don't want to like keep going on rabbit hole into rabbit holes. Um, but an emergency fund is one to three months of savings in an one to three months of expenses saved up into an emergency fund. That's if you have high interest debt. If you do not have high interest debt, then we want to increase that closer to six to eight months in an emergency fund. You can be focusing on paying off other high interest debt or uh, mid-interest debt. You can be focused on maybe saving up for uh, what's going on in your life, right? Maybe a car, maybe a house, maybe trips, whatever that may be, whatever that looks like to you and what your priorities are, uh, that's what you could be doing. The other option is, let's say your priority is, I want to get rid of these damn student loans. Then what you can do is put that money that instead of paying it off and making a payment on your loans, you can be putting that money into a high yield savings account specifically titled paying off my student loans or federal loans or whatever you want to call it and be every single month putting money in there, putting money in there. So then when the payment freeze comes up, you can make a lump sum payment. That is literally the exact same piece of advice I have given for almost two years now. You can go back and listen to all of my epi- all my podcast episodes. There's a couple about student loan forgiveness, or I mean, student loan, federal student loans, and what to do. That is my piece of advice. I still one million percent stand by that. Um, now that was the first announcement: is the payment freeze will come up in January. Now, the only thing that was a little bit different than what's been said before is that they really, really, really reiterated this is the final extension, the final extension. So now more than ever, I would start thinking about what that looks for you, what your monthly payments will be. They also did change what those monthly payments will be. I'll talk about that in a second. But we want to figure out what it, what are those monthly payments going to be and maybe start setting aside some for at l- the very least set aside money now in these next couple of months for January or January and February. Here's why this is going to be like so, so, so important. January 1st is right like when the when the payment freeze ends. That is going to mean coming off of Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Christmas, the holidays, New Year's Eve, all those things. But coming off of one of the most costly times of the year, then immediately rolling into the next month, you have this payment due that you haven't had due for two years. I do not at all want you to be in a position where that becomes incredibly stressful um, and puts a lot of pressure on you. So... Something I want you to write down in your notepad or write down on your computer or your journal or just pause this and call a friend and say, hey, I'm driving in the car right now, but can you remind me to do this? And I'm also calling to remind you to do this, right? There we go. Plus one, like a bonus, buy one, get one. You and your friend can both do it. But no matter what, write it down because this is something you want to figure out. It can feel looming, right? That can feel looming like, oh my gosh, they're kicking in and whatever else. But when you actually break down, okay, what is my payment due? Let's say it's $250. It is, um, if you're listening to this in real time, it just became the best month of the year, people. September, best month of the year. 
Um, and so that being said, it's September, October, November, December, January. You have like four months to, uh, you know, get that $250 payment. Again, I, I'm using $250 as an example. If your payment is $250, you have four months to start saving that up. So then going into January, that money is already set aside and ready to be spent. And it is, you know, we can decrease stress that way. We can decrease the anxiety around this starting and it's a gift to future you. So something to consider. Okay. So, um, because I really would plan for this as if it is the final time, never say never, right? I do not think it would be insane for them to announce another one, but since they are really driving this home, I would not be surprised, truly, if this is the last one. So let's make it a goal to plan for January 1 being you have a payment deal. Well, I don't know what day in January. That's another good thing to figure out. Is it January 1? Is it January 15th? Another good thing to start figuring out. Now, that was announcement number one is the payment freeze will continue until January 1. The second big announcement is that the uh, repayment plans have now changed. So now 5% of the borrower's discretionary income on undergraduate loans, okay? Um, And this is down from the 10% rates available on the current plans, okay? So basically what this is saying is, uh, like what this announcement was saying is, hey, Payments are going to come up, but we are lowering what your monthly payment will need to be to take off some pressure. That, uh, Of course, you can always pay on top of that, but you don't, like, your minimum payment will not be, um, it doesn't have to be, or it can be lower, okay? So, again, your pay- monthly payment could very, very well be different than what it was before. But remember, it's based off of your discretionary income. And so that is important to note because, you know, you got to figure that out. Maybe your income has changed from two years ago. So there's a lot of factors at play. Some of those factors you personally need to go figure out. Like, I can't just be like, okay, they now we figured it out. Here's how much you owe. You have to go and figure that out. I'm going to talk about that in a second. But really, you can just log in. Um, and call or call up your student loan provider to get a lot of this information. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you more info on how to do that. So that was um, that was basically update number two. Is update number one? Hey, payments are frozen until January one, and then starting in January, your payments are due again. However, announcement number two: those payments can like could potentially you could now owe less per month. Okay, then. Announcement numero tres is that there is some student loan forgiveness for eligible people, okay? So federal student loan borrowers who are making less than $125,000 as an individual or $250,000 as a couple in 2020 or 2021 tax year, okay? Um, Again, there like it's like there's some variations like well what if i made uh 125k in 2021 but not 2020 again there's we're still waiting on more information we're still waiting on more information so if you are in that like if you are kind of like on the fence 
on the yeah on the fence of like that income limit that's something to pay attention to like don't count yourself out until we get more information however if you're like i'm definitely under that income limit i'm good then this is for you so what did we learn forgiveness of up to ten thousand dollars of your federal loan balances for anyone under that income cap now if you are under that income cap but the total federal loans that you took out are under $10,000, then you only get forgiven up to that point. So here's what I'm saying. Let's say you make $60,000 a year. You're like, check, I make under $125,000 and I made under that in 2020 and 2021, so perfect. However, I had $6,000 total of federal student loans. I've never made payments on them. I just graduated and 6,000 is my total. You will only get 6,000 forgiven because you only have $6,000 of loans. You don't get a $4,000 like check in the mail or like stimulus check. Okay. So that's, you only get, it's up to $10,000 because if you have less than that, you don't get reimbursed over that. If you have $10,000 or over $10,000 of that gets forgiven for anyone who is qualifying, aka under that income cap, who has those loans. And those loans have to have been taken out. Under, like you, uh, I think it was July. Like you can't just like go take out new student loans today. You cannot take out more student loans today and then just get them forgiven. Not how it works. Um, so... Forgiveness up to 10,000 of federal student loans. Now, if you had, if you are a Pell Grant recipient, you can have 20,000 of federal student loans forgiven. Okay, but only if you're a Pell Grant recipient. I'm going to link in the show notes where you can go, click that link and check if you're like, bro, I have no clue if I have Pell Grants or not. I don't even know the balance of my, like, Click, you can go and figure that out. Um, again, I'm going to link that in the show notes. Okay, so back to what we're talking about. So 10000 of federal student loans, 20000 forgiven if you had Pell Grants. Again, both still under those income uh, limits. And then the other super cool, exciting thing is that what if you already made payments? What if, you know, during last year, you were like, I'm not listening to Chloe's advice. I'm not putting that money in a high-yield savings account to make a lump sum payment. I'm going to make that payment. Good news for you still. I mean, it would have it's it would have saved you a step to listen to me, okay? Um, however, even if you did that, uh, it has been confirmed from the Department of, of Education that due to the CARES Act, you can be eligible to receive a payment a refund for the payments you made during the payment pause. Okay, let me reiterate that. During the payment pause. So that began officially on March 13th, 2020. Okay, so if you have qualifying uh, federal loan forgiveness and you made loans that put you under the $10,000 mark. So let's say right now your total is $5,000 of student loans but you paid off another $5,000. What you can do 
is call your student loan provider. You know, that TikTok is like, what if you just called up Taylor and talked to her? What if you just called up your student loan provider and talked to them and asked, hey, am I eligible for this refund? They will be able to walk you through when you made those payments, what you'd be able to be refunded for. So then in an ideal world, you then get that refunded back into your, so the, like the loan goes back, you still have the, now you get the loan again, but then you get that money back and then that would get forgiven. So it would get like flushed out basically. Okay. Um, which is super exciting because basically you will, you could get that money back. So how do you do that? And what do you say? Don't you worry. I got you. I have a little script for you also in the show notes, but I will say it right now. Call ring, ring, ring. I'm calling up, uh, the federal federal student aid information center i have the phone number listed for you in the show notes i know i did all the work for you you're welcome so you're gonna call people people beep um and say hi this is chloe and i'm eligible for a student loan payment refund due to the cares act i would love for my payments made from this date like just go look that up in your student loan like dashboard, let's say it's Navient, for example, go to Navient, see when you made those payments and then say, I'd like my payments made from March of March 13th, 2020 to date refunded. Can you please help me with this? What other information do you need? There's your little scripty script. That's going to save you get some money back, potentially get a little refund and then get that stuff forgiven, get those loans forgiven. Um, okay. So good news for that. What else? What are other things? Um, let me make sure I'm answering a bunch of the big questions that we have been asked. Um, okay. Will it be taxed? So this one, again, we're waiting for some more information on that because typically canceled debt is treated like income. It's treated like I gave you $10,000 and then you paid off your debt. So then that $10,000 is taxed, right? However, the ARP American Rescue Plan that was passed in 2021 said that any debt forgiven through 2026 will not be taxed in most states. In most states. So some states still can override this and have the potential to tax student loan debt. Right now, there's 13 states that are basically saying they might do that. So again, we don't know that. Let me reiterate this to you. Getting $10,000 that is taxed is still better than not getting money. People, I, I hear people say this all the time, like, well, I don't want to put my money in a high yield savings account and because when I'm making money on my money, then I'm being taxed. It's like, yes. You, anytime you're getting more money, yes, you are paying taxes on that money, but it's you, you still benefit. You're still getting more money. Okay. So again, that is something that's up in the air. We don't know if that's going to like, what's going to happen there. So make sure you are subscribed to the deeper than money podcast, because we will definitely update you in real time as we hear more concrete stuff. So if you're like, okay, cool, but WTF is going on. Like, how do I get it forgiven? Does it just like poof, get forgiven? What they're saying now is that 
um, there's going to be a simple application. So you can go to studentaid.gov. Again, I'll put it in the in the show notes. And basically submit, it's almost like an opt-in email, right? Like when you're trying to buy a new, or like you go to Abercrombie, you're trying to get a pair of jeans, they're out in your size and you put in your email and you're like, notify me when they come back. That's basically what it is. You put your info in and then you'll get an email when the application goes live. But basically what it's going to be supposedly is a very simple application to just say, hi, I'm Chloe. I made under this income. Maybe you have to submit some official documents. Um, And then once it gets approved, then then apparently it just goes poof and comes off your account. I do not think it will be like money sent to you that then you have to do. Right now it's looking like it will be a little bit more of that like I felt the application and then poof, my balance changed. But we'll see, right? We'll see. They could very well change um, there, it's sounding like applications are going to go out early October. So maybe we'll see it by the end of September. I, again, probably October. And then in an ideal world, your balance will have changed by the time December rolls around or January rolls around, I guess, and payments are due, right? Because if right now your payment due would be $300, but you're going to get $10,000 forgiven, so your new payment is only going to be $75, I, I would assume that the goal is to have the forgiveness happen prior to payments being due in January. So that's what I would plan around and, and assume we're waiting on more info. One thing I also will say, I should have said this in the beginning as like an intro, I... not. I don't want to say I'm shocked because truly I'm not shocked, but I cannot believe how many people I will post like, wow, we just got news that student loans forgiven, blah, 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 blah. And people will be like, just furious. The comments on some of my posts are I'm like, hey, update, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, you're, you dumb idiot. Go pay off your loans. You suck, blah, blah, blah. Now you like, now our taxes are going to be higher. It's like, I'm sorry. Did you think I was the one who pushed this through personally? Like, don't shoot the messenger, baby. Don't shoot the messenger. I will be giving you all kinds of updates and information because yet again, I am not in charge of the system. I am not in charge of any decisions that our government makes. I do my part. I vote. I advocate for things either which way. But again, whatever decisions are made, ultimately, my goal is not to tell you, here's my opinion on everything. My goal is to help you make empowered decisions and take advantage of things that will improve your finances and therefore improve your life. So, it's just so silly to me that people get like mad at me. I'm like, for what? Like, why are you so big mad? Right? Like, why are you so big mad? So anyway, um, I wanted to say that. However, here's one thing I will say, because I'm someone who had federal student loans, almost all my 95% of my loans were federal loans. I paid them all off in 20. I mean, I think I, uh, I became debt free in 2018. In spring of 2018, I'd paid off all my loans. I'd paid off $36,000 of debt in 18 months. And so, and you know, so I've been asked like, oh, does that make you mad that you paid off your debt? No, 
No, it absolutely does not make me mad. It doesn't make me A, mad that I paid off my debt and now loans are getting forgiven. Because people ask me that at the time too. They're like, why are you paying off your debt? What if it gets forgiven? For me, that was the best decision for me at the time. Like, and, and looking back, I don't regret paying it off at all. I learned so much in the process. And also, like I've talked about on this podcast before, I was very privileged and hard work, right? It's like people are like, don't say you're privileged. Then it means you didn't work hard. It's like, actually, like, baby girl, you can have both, right? Like, I've been very privileged in my life. And I've also worked really hard in addition to that to pay off that debt. But I was able to. And I mean, I, at that point, like, I'd learned how to pay off debt, right? That is financial literacy, learning how to get ahead with money, that is so powerful. I had that. I learned that like that year. Um, I, you know, I had all these different things that allowed me to, with hard work, get ahead with money and be able to do that. And for that, I am so grateful because paying off those loans is a huge, like that is such a big reason as why I'm here today. And why I started this company is because I saw the freedom that that allowed me to have. And I wanted to help empower other people to be able to get ahead with money. So that decision helped make me who I am today. So why would I ever want to change that? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, So no, I don't regret paying off my federal student loans. And I don't hold any resentment toward doing that. But the other thing is, I don't think at all that like I don't look at it as like well this that's stupid like that's unfair that's unfair that other people get them paid off and and I didn't again partially because I I absolutely will acknowledge like my privilege and hard work at that time to be able to do that number two why would I ever be mad that other people have the opportunity to take advantage of a situation that could quite literally change their life or impact their life significantly for the better. Why would I ever be mad about that? What, like, all these, like, comments are just filled with so much, like, anger and resentment and negativity of, like, well, I worked hard and paid off my loans and they're getting it. You know, instead, like, I think learning, growing up and learning how to work hard and that time in my life of working hard and doing that, like I did that for me. I, that doesn't make me better than anyone else. Like there's, it's not a competition of who works harder. I worked harder. I deserve more. No, no. Right. Like work, working hard is great. Do it for you. Do it for you. And and again, just because like it, it just people we're, working hard is not the only variable in getting ahead with money. And that is where so much of this uh, like just uh, I don't know, like confusion comes from because it's like I worked hard. Therefore, other people should have to work hard. Other people, they have to put in the time and effort. They have to do this. And it's like, why don't we shift the narrative to I worked hard for me. It made me who I am today. I'm grateful for that time. I'm grateful for the like learning that. I'm grateful for whatever else. 
And also, I can simultaneously be happy for how this is impacting other people. I can simultaneously be happy for that gift that other people are getting, right? Like, it's just a slippery slope. Like, you know, I think about like, you know, in in college, like I struggled with blah, 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 blah. Um, I have a younger brother who's in college right now. And sometimes I'll send him like, hey, here's, you know, here's 50 bucks for groceries this week, or here's, here's 20 bucks for lunch. Like go off lunch on me. And I didn't have that in college. I didn't have that in college, but I think back and I'm like, wow, I would have, that would have been amazing to have that in college. <laughs> that would have been incredible to have somebody every once in a while send me something, send me money, like for, you know, to go get a meal or to whatever else. Like that would have been awesome. So why, of course I, I would love to provide that for somebody else. Why would I ever say, oh, well, nobody did that for me. So I'm never going to send him anything. I'm never going to help him. I'm never going to, well, you know, whatever else. Like to me, that's just, that's such a limited, limiting mindset way of thinking. And so again, I just want to challenge you that maybe your mindset around it is like, oh yeah, this is awesome. Uh, you, you know, this is so great, but I don't want you to, I think about your mindset, even if you didn't have loans, does that make sense? I would challenge you to think about this beyond just you of like, wow, this is so exciting. I get my, I'm getting some loans paid off, right? That might be your mindset. But even if you didn't get loans paid off, or even if, uh, you know, you're, you got 10,000 and you see people at Pell Grants who are getting 20,000, let's take a second and feel gratitude for how this will impact other people possibly. And then the other thing is people who are just like furious that this is happening in general. And again, I'm not going to get too much into like the economics or, or politics behind this. But when people are just like, I'm so mad that like this is going to raise your taxes and this is going to burn. Our government, again, runs like a business. We are trillions of dollars in debt and... Every single day, money is distributed in different ways for our economy in the United States, for um, countries outside of the United States, for like all kinds of things. I am not even going to get too far deep in this because again, I could go on for like hours. Here's what I will say. I challenge you. I've never ever heard people so angry about this is going to raise tax dollars on any other policy, on any other policy that our government has decided, whether it be like a military initiative, whether it be an aid, uh, a foreign aid package, whether it be like whatever. And again, I'm not like saying some are better than others or like I'm not getting into that side of it. All I'm saying is people are so mad about this one and that again, if you are so mad about the potential that this could impact other people's tax dollars, if you are so mad about that and not equally the same amount of frustrated at other ways that other policies that could increase your taxes or whatever else, I want you to think about why. I want you to think about why. Because it comes from the same thing. It comes down to the exact same principle of, hey, 
I worked hard and I'm working hard and you're taking money out of my paycheck and doing this for other people. And again, that is not something that you can control. You can, you can do, you can vote, you can advocate, you can do your part, but at the end of the day, you didn't make those policies. So for me, for example, I'm getting zero student loan, federal student loans forgiven. I paid off all my federal loans years ago. Let's say my taxes increase, for example, am I, can I control? Can I say, no, I don't want my taxes to increase. No, I can't. I can't, right? So if my taxes are increasing, I am going to look at that as, again, something out of my control. I'm going to look at that and say, if that is where my tax dollars are, are going, to literally go and impact and positively impact so many people, people I know, right? Friends of mine and all these things, like, I'm going to have gratitude for that, right? I'm going to have gratitude for that. And it's just, it's a mindset shift, right? Um, and again, this is not a like, just like love everything and whatever else. We can do all these other things, but simultaneously, I just wanted to throw that out there because it's such a like heated issue for people. And um, whatever side you're on, whatever else, like ultimately you didn't make that decision. Ultimately, that decision in some way will likely impact your life for the better, for the worse, who knows. But when decision, when things are out of your control like that, while yes, there are things, smaller things you can do, um, you know, within that, the biggest thing we can do is fill that space with gratitude and humanize it, humanize it. Like think of the people who got that news of student loan forgiveness and had tears in their eyes because they didn't know how they were going to make that payment or that, you know, whatever else. So anyway, again, I'm still kind of rambling a little bit. So I want to wrap it up because I don't want this episode to be super long, but thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the deeper the money podcast. We're going to have more info coming on student loans as info comes out. So make sure you are sharing with us. You can DM us questions or leave a review and leave your question and we can answer it on the, uh, when we do another episode of this and when we get more information. So thank you for tuning in and we'll see you back next week.